Very good morning to every one of you. Welcome to our service online. Those who are watching online, welcome to Family of God in Glad Tidings, children, young people, adults, brothers and sisters in Christ. So glad to be able to address you in this uh, farewell message. So I'm so thankful to the Lord for His grace upon me and my family bring to bring me to where I am at this stage. So before I, I begin, I just want to say a few words of thanks, special thanks to some important people. Firstly, to the Reverend Dr. Vincent Leo, our main pastor, for his uh, good words, his encouraging words, and uh, for giving me an opportunity to to, uh, to serve in Glad Tidings for the past 25 years. I also want to thank the church leadership, especially the church board, for their encouragement, support, and also their leadership. All these 25 years has been a memorable and enjoyable experience for me, working alongside a great team of pastors, ministers, staff, and leaders, especially the leaders of PJ1. Truly appreciate all of them, the PJ1 leaders, for their hard work, for their unity, for their support, for their prayers together to bring that PJ1 to where it is today. I'm so thankful to the Lord for all you leaders in PJ1, the members in PJ1 as well, and friends in GT in general. So, Special thanks also to uh, my wife, my devoted and loving wife, Lin Eng, and uh, my two loving daughters who have been so supportive, loving, and uh, encouraging all these years. So we have been so blessed, and we appreciate all the love and kindness shown to us. This is not goodbye, but see you in church. I'm resigning in mid-March but we'll be around. So nevertheless, we will, my family and I, we will miss you all very, very much. So let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the opportunity to speak today on, on, the, on the word that will encourage your people to go on serving you and worshipping you all the days of my life. So Lord, we just pray for this service that you will continue to watch over every one of us, bless our our words, both the speaker and the hearer of the words. So thank you in Jesus' name, I pray. So church, keep pressing on for the gospel. I pray that glad tidings would gain greater success in the future. So today I'd like to talk about the power of encouragement. This is the title of my sermon, The Power of Encouragement, taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, which says, encourage one another and build each other up just as you are already doing. Encouragement is an act is any act of inspiration that provides courage to face a challenge. 
Encouragement is more than giving a compliment or a standard response, such as, I hope you feel better soon. I hope you will be better. Oh, you will be better soon. It is an action word. Encouragement is an action word. You have to say something or do something to lift people up. Encouragement has great power to strengthen and spur others on. It has the capacity to enrich, energize, and elevate. It causes others to excel and exceed their limitations. It can bring emotional healing and restore hope. And it keeps people moving forward, motivated and refreshed. We need encouragement because we live in confusing times. Many people are having a hard time and many are affected psychologically. It was reported recently in the Star newspaper that one in three adults in the world suffer psychological distress as a result of the pandemic. Encouragement is a universal need and is fundamental to our health and survival. Everyone needs encouragement and lots of it. The night Abraham Lincoln, the 16th US president, was assassinated at Fort Theater in 1865. He was carrying a few items. He was carrying two glass pairs of glasses, a pocket knife, a handkerchief, and a wallet with a $5 bill. But Lincoln also carried eight newspaper clippings that he had cut out and saved. And all of them praised the president which carried so much weight on his shoulders. Lincoln carried those clippings, those positive clippings, because he needed encouragement. So today I just want to share three principles of encouragement. Firstly, encouragement is what God does. Romans 15 verse 5 says, May the God who, who gives encouragement endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. The word says the God who gives endurance and encouragement. The word is in the present tense. It flows like a river, never stopping to flow from the loving bosom of God. God is the one who encourages us. He has cornered the market on encouragement. By the power of the Holy Spirit, He encourages us to live fruitful and effective lives to benefit others. Throughout His ministry, Jesus offered others the transforming power of encouragement. People like Zacchaeus, the woman at the well, and countless others the encouragement he offered was life-transforming. And those who received it became transformed transformers. Satan's job is to discourage us, and he does it well. Our encouraging words are the antidote 
to Satan's discouraging words. George Adams, a Christian leader, said, encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. Everywhere we go, we can bring encouragement to others. Throughout the Bible, we see encouragers, people like Moses. Moses encouraged the Israelites in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. He says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes before you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Second person is Barnabas. Barnabas, whose name means son of encouragement. He was one of the most influential men in the New Testament. Acts chapter 11 verse 23 says, describes him as he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. He was an excellent encourager. He made people feel big when they feel small. And he made people, made them hopeful when they failed. He always sees the good side of people. And he saw past their failures to their, to, their true potential in, in God. So he was a man behind the scenes who encouraged great men like the Apostle Paul, who wrote nearly half of the New Testament, and the Apostle Mark, who went on to write the first gospel that was written. We thank people, we thank, sorry, we thank God for, peop for people like Barnabas. Many feel that it was the character of Barnabas that led the Christians at Antioch to be first called Christians. It could very well be that we owe the name Christian to this Christ-like man. We are so grateful to God for the opportunity to bless and encourage other people. Recently, my wife and I visited a lady with late stage cancer. We were encouraged by her strong faith. She sang, she sang aloud this chorus, there's a river flowing out of me. One week later, before she went to the Lord, my wife and another lady visited her again. During worship, she sang jubilantly because he lives. And he sang another song. She sang another song called Still. Remember the chorus? When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will, I will, I will rise with him above. I will soar with him above the storm. I will be still and know that you are God. We also heard from her husband later on that she, that she when she went for treatment in the, in the hospital, she even encouraged the German doctor, the young German doctor attending to her, who was in despair and directionless in his life. He slumped himself on the chair and he was like looking very, very confused and despair. So this lady went over to him and encouraged him, shared the good news with him and prayed with him. Secondly, encouragement is the purpose behind God's word. Romans 5, 15, 4 says, For everything that was written 
in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. God encourages us through the word. The scriptures build us up in faith, love, and hope. We can rest securely in, the, in our future because of the hope the scriptures offers us. Looking to Jesus, the author of our life and guarantor of our life. So today, hold steadfast to the word and draw your encouragement from it. Late in his life, the, the great pioneer missionary, David Livingstone, received an honorary degree from Glasgow University. When his turn came to speak, he rose up with his left limb, left arm dangling limply on his side. You see, when he was in Africa, his arm, his left arm was injured badly when a lion came at him. So this is what he said to the people there. He said, do you want me to tell you what supported me all these years among people whose language I cannot understand and whose attitude towards me was hostile? It was, lo, I, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 20. On these words, this is what David Livingstone said, on these words, I will stake everything. And they never failed. Throughout this pandemic period, we find comfort in the word of God that has sustained us. So if you are not well today, if you have you're suffering from some pain, from some illness. God is saying to you, I'm saying to you also prophetically that I, the Lord, will restore you to health and heal your wounds. Jeremiah 30, 17. If you are struggling and confused at this time, God is saying to you, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and hope. Encouragement is the purpose behind God's word. Thirdly, encouragement can change people's lives. Can change people's lives and outlook. Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encouragement can change your life and it can change the direction of your life to give you a new destiny in God. Five ways we can encourage others. Firstly, we encourage others by being with them. Sometimes we may not know what to say when we visit people, but your, by being there alone, is encouraging enough. Many years ago, when my younger daughter was in the hospital ICU, recovering from a major operation, we spent a few days visiting her there. During one of those days, we were surprised to get a call from one of our leaders 
saying that he and the wife were coming to take us for lunch. It was Father's Day. We were very touched by this gesture of love. That encourages us very, very much. And also during my three months of recuperation from the, the fall, more than two years ago, pastors, ministers, staff, leaders, and members and friends came to visit. A couple also came to take us for lunch. And all these acts of kindness have really encouraged me and my family. Secondly, we encourage others by praying for them. Most unbelievers will respond favorably if you ask, may I pray for you? Two months ago in December last year, one of our leaders met a longtime friend who was not a believer in a, at a park. In the conversation, the, he discovered his friend had a heart attack two months before and have, and is having a, a blocked artery. So he asked if he could pray for him. And this man said, okay. So before he prayed, he shared the gospel to this, this friend. And what, what do you think? This friend gave his life to Jesus. Come on. Let's praise the Lord. Let's give God a clap offering. Thirdly, we encourage others by practical ministry to their needs. At about the same period last year, a lady from our CG went, when told the need of our Juara home, felt led to help them. She did a collection from her office colleagues and friends. A few of them were not believers and they collected, managed to collect a good sum of money to buy school bags, the shoes, uniforms, and even food supplements for the children. Her supportive husband helped transport those items to the home. So their kindness brought cheers to the children of Juara Home. Fourthly, we encourage by setting, we encourage others by setting an example, a good example. So parents, our kids look to us. He, they follow our example. So if we trust God at this difficult time, they will also learn to trust God. Someone said, the, deep, the deepest principle of human nature is the craving to be appreciated and loved. Most of us think wonderful things of others, but we never tell them. Praise become valuable only when we impart it or when we convey it. So don't be like the hard-hearted husband. After 30 years of marriage, his wife was so frustrated and he was ready, she was ready to throw in the towel. I have had it living with you. You never told me you loved me, even once. The husband replied, I told you I loved you when we got married. If I change my mind, I will let you know. So husbands and fathers, if you want to see God working wonders in your family and in your home, start praising and encouraging your wives and children. Number five, we encourage others by telling them 
of God's power to save. Jesus challenges us to tell people and warn them of the coming judgment. All of us will have to face the judgment of God. Jesus talked about hell a bit. Why? Because true love warns people who are in imminent danger. When we die, we can live with God in heaven or without him in hell. Heaven is wonderful because it is filled with 100% love. Hell is horrible because it is filled with the devil and his demons, a place of suffering, a place of pain. But hell is avoidable. That's the good news. Hell is avoidable. So we must tell them that Jesus came to save them. Evangelist Bill Fay said, God can use your words, but he cannot use your silence. So start sharing the good news. A leader who was uh, one of our leaders, he, he never, never ceased to pray for his mother. After his father got saved last year, he kept praying, kept sharing the, the, the good news with the mother. Early this month, February, early this month, the mother gave her life to Jesus. When one of our pastors shared the gospel with her in Mandarin, all her, even all her idols were removed. Come on, just praise the Lord. Yes, we praise the Lord. Encouragement is extremely powerful. One day, a Sunday school teacher said to a 14-year-old boy, I believe you have significance. Your life is going to amount to much, to something. Later in his life, when he was about 30 years of age, he became, this boy became a pastor of a church of 300. Within five years, he had 25 staff members, seven of whom were pastors. And the attendance rose to close to 1,000 people. So turn to your neighbors, there's power. But never underestimate the power of encouragement. Turn to your neighbor wherever you are at home or wherever you are seated, and say, I believe in you. I am proud of you. Fathers, tell this to your children. You can do it. Those who are sitting for the SPM exam, you can do it. Those who are sitting for any examination, you can do it. The Lord is with you. Tell the others, your neighbor as well. You are a winner and not a loser. You are the head and not the tail. Hebrews 13, 3.13 says, Encourage one another daily over the next week. Go out of your way to find at least three persons to encourage. Someone in your family, someone in your CG, someone in the church, someone in your, in your workplace someone in the shops, or even a stranger. Unleash the power of encouragement that's within you and make a difference to the people around you. It is our responsibility to encourage others 
And it's an urgent need in these difficult times. I close with this story. William Wilberforce, the man who worked so hard trying, trying to get parliament to abolish English support of slavery. Twice he was defeated in his efforts. Discouraged, he was about to give up. Then his old friend, John Wesley, heard of his discouragement. And even though Wesley was on his deathbed, he pulled himself up and asked for a pen and paper. With trembling hand, Wesley wrote these words to Wilberforce. And this is what he wrote. Unless God has raised you up for this very thing, you will be worn out by the opposition of men and devils. But if God be for you, who can be against you? Are all of them stronger than God? Oh, be not weary in well-doing. Go on in the name of God and in his, the power of his might. Wesley died six days later after writing those words. And Wilberforce, with renewed dedication, continued on. Then in 1833, just three days before his own death, he was brought to a vote once more. And Parliament finally abolished slavery in Britain. What if John Wesley had not encouraged Wilberforce? So three things, three principles of encouragement. Encouragement is what God does. Encouragement is behind God's word. Thirdly, encouragement can change people's outlook. We have all been chosen by God to clap and to cheer and to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. They need to hear it and they need to see it. So let the applause, let the actions begin. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We know that you are a good God and you want to encourage every one of us. We thank you, God, for being with us throughout this service. Bless, O oh God, the remaining part of this service. If you're not here, if you're here today, you're not a believer, you're not a Christian yet, God is saying to you, I love you. I've always been here for you. I died on the cross to forgive you of all your sins. And I want, I want to give you a new life. So if you're here today, you're not a believer, open your heart to Jesus. Say this prayer with me. Mean it with all of your heart. Loving God, I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I repent of all my sins. Come into my heart and life. I trust you and follow you as my master, my Lord, 
and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have said that prayer, type the link that has been is, is there in front of you. If you have prayed that prayer, let's all pray together today. Father, thank you for your presence with us throughout this service. Thank you for encouraging us through the power of your Holy Spirit and through your word and through leaders that you have appointed to encourage us. Heal us and strengthen us for a time like this. Make us, every one of us, encourages to others. Give us understanding hearts to meet their needs and touch them with your love. So bless your people. Even today, I pray. God bless, O oh God, everyone who's here today. May the favor of God, the presence of God, the peace of God fill your heart forever and ever. In Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you, everyone in this fantastic Glad Tidings family and friends. In Jesus' glorious name. Amen.